Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and I'm a life and leadership coach, author and ex-expat partner. In this podcast, I will bring you ideas, inspiration and interviews so you can use this transformational time abroad to create a life that makes you happy and fulfilled. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Meda and I'm happy that you're listening. As always, I want you to ease into the podcast, so please close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I'm happy that you're here. The topic that I'm talking about today is something that came up here and there in past episodes already. So I'm feeling that um, I'm somehow coming full circle today. Um, the topic that I'm talking about is grief. And um, even though it's a very negative feeling, it's an important one too. And when you treat it properly, it can even help you to, yeah, to be happier and to experience a more full life. So that's why I want to talk about it today somewhere. Yeah, the episodes in which I touched on the topic of grief were, for example, um, the one that we did about repatriation, Tina Bush and I, just last week, um, because you, um, yeah, she even compared it uh, to the grief process when you repatriate and that you have to move through it. And when we talked about gratitude with um, uh, Tanya in German, we also talked about um, grief and when I talked with Kathleen about um, be your authentic self um, and also with Marcy about self-care we also touched on the topic of grief and of course in my first aid kit for emotional emergencies I also talked of course about grief and being sad. Yeah, uh, today I want to expand a little bit on this topic and in the German version of this episode I did an interview with Christina Kemkes who is um, a grief coach and um, yeah, she introduced me to a very interesting model and I wanted to share this with you today because I think it might help you when you are grieving um, to move through it faster and um, yeah, just experience your life um, in a better way. Yeah, grief is something that we normally just connect with the death of a person and a loved one. So we are grieving when somebody dies. And then grieving is accepted and it's normal. And um, yeah, the people around the person who's grieving normally take good care of the person. And that's all good, but the problem is that you can grieve in other situations as well, because grief is something that um, comes up when you suffered a loss. And this doesn't have to be the loss of a person, it can also be the loss of a pet, or of a friendship, or a situation, an identity, um, anything. You can grieve about everything that was dear to your heart. And then grieving is not as accepted 
as when somebody dies. But you are still feeling the same feelings and then you feel even guilty that you feel this way because you think you're not supposed to feel this kind of pain. So that's why I want to talk about grief today. And especially when you're an expat partner, you um, suffered a lot of losses, um, especially of your old life, of your old identity, maybe some friendships, either when you move abroad or when you move back. Um, yeah, you're losing a lot of things. So grieving is a normal part of, the, of being an expat partner. And so you need to learn how to deal with it. And that's what I'm teaching you today. Yeah, grieving and mourning can be very different for everybody. It's very individual. And especially um, when you are an expat partner, you can feel um, the pain of the loss or the grieving already before you leave your home country when you're packing and saying goodbye to everybody or shortly after you arrive because maybe it's different than you thought it would be or you miss your home a lot more than you thought. Or sometimes during the process because something happens maybe in your home country um, that you're not part of, maybe a baby's born into the family or um, yeah, somebody dies or yeah, just life moves on back home and you don't know um, What is, what is going on and that you're not part of it anymore and this can cause grief as well or maybe you feel grief later when you um, shortly before you go back because you don't want to say goodbye to your new life or during the repatriation phase um, it can be very different and you can feel pain um, in all of those stages or also never, which is also a good thing. But um, it's very likely that you might feel um, sad or that you're grieving at one point. And you might feel really sad or maybe just a little. But however you feel, um, don't judge the feeling, don't judge your grief. It's not better if you grieve more or better if you don't. Um, It's just the way it is. And the sooner you accept the feeling of grieving and that um, this is part of your life, the sooner you will move through it. So, um, yeah, it's not more valid if you um, grieve more or less or just a little or if the pain feels different or the same as if somebody died. So don't judge your pain. Um, that's very important. Yeah, when I talk about acceptance and um, the pain of the loss. I'm already talking in the terms of the model that Christine taught me in our German interview. And um, maybe you have already heard of the different phases of mourning. Um, there are those five stages and it feels like that you have to move through them um, one after the other. But this is a model that Christine said she doesn't like to work with because it's so static and it's, um, it seems like every person is the same and you have to move through one phase and then you are, um, can only move on to the next one and so on. But pain and grief is so individual that you can't yeah, um, just press it into a system. And therefore she likes another model a lot more. And the person who developed this is Alan D. Walford. 
and he called it the six needs of mourning. And the six needs of mourning um, are also, they feel like, like faces, but you can have them at the same time. And they can overlap and um, yeah, be, be totally apart or you can do, do them at the same time or feel them at the same time. It's a lot more individual. And um, he also calls it like a to-do list or a task list of things that you need to do when you are grieving and you want to move through it. So there are six needs of mourning um, and I've described them a lot more in detail in a video that I did. I will also link to it in the show notes, but also um, I did an infographic about it and you can just download it and look at it um, if it helps you. But today I want to talk a little bit more, more in detail about um, three parts that are very important to me because I've talked about them before. And actually, that's what my work is all about. So the second need of mourning, this is the one that we'll talk about first, is embrace the pain of loss. And I've talked about it before a lot, that um, when you feel pain, you can never um, move around it. You can never avoid it. You have to move through it if you really want to overcome it. If you try to avoid it and numb your feelings and just not look at it, the pain will come up somewhere else. It will um, bubble up at one point when you least expect it and you don't want to have it, um, but it will come back to you and it will hit you harder than um, as if you really deal with it and feel through it. So how can you do that? Um, the most important thing is that you acknowledge that the pain is there. Actually, that's the first need of mourning, accepting it. And then you um, really feel it. Sit with it. Let it happen. Let it come to you. Um, describe the pain. Really feel it. You can cry. That's a, it's normal and it's important. Because um, tears will also wash your soul clean and when you cry something inside you will start to flow and this feeling of flow at one point will help you move through it you will kind of move through and flow through the pain so um, but if you can't cry that's also okay you don't have to cry um, to accept and to embrace the pain but you really need to work with the pain to feel it and to move through it. And I promise you, if you do that, it will get better on the other side. And only then you can work on the other things as well. But feel through it. The pain is valid. The loss is valid. It's okay to feel this way. And sometimes mm, other people don't understand why we grieve in this situation. Because nobody died, yes. But still, we lost a lot. And um, yeah, be aware that some people can't handle tears, especially when they're not in the same situation as you are, because they don't understand why you're so sad. And especially when you're an expat partner, everybody thinks that you're having this big adventure and everything is great and you're living the life of your dreams and you feel sad and lonely and 
yeah, you feel the pain and then you feel guilty because everybody thinks you should be happy. But it's okay to feel this way. Maybe you shouldn't turn to those people when you are crying. Maybe there are other expat partners or ex-expat partners who can help you um, or an understanding friend or family member from home, um, your partner, mm, even though he might be maybe at a different stage, emotional, or emotional stage than you are. So um, yeah, consider how um, he might deal with, with your tears, but still be open about it, talk about it. Or you can also um, turn to a coach. Um, people like me, we are um, experienced with all the feelings. We can hold the space. We can help you through it and help you identify the pain, feel the pain, and then help you move through it. That's the beautiful thing about coaching, that you're trained to do exactly this, to be there for other people when they're feeling those feelings and don't know what to do with them. So embrace the pain of the loss. That's what you need to do. And um, yeah, there are many different ways to do this. And I'm sure you will find your way. Maybe it's meditating, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's talking to somebody, maybe it's being outside in nature, or just sitting somewhere and cry. And um, as long as you don't numb the pain and shove it away, but you let it happen. And however you deal with it, um, yeah, just find a way to really feel the pain. Even though it feels uncomfortable and you don't want to do it, do it because it will get better after that. I can promise you that. Yeah, the, the next need of mourning um, that I talked about with Christina is one that is the most important one for my work. It's the fourth need of mourning and it's called develop a new self-identity. So when you suffered a loss, you also lost a role and an identity. And this is true if somebody died, um, your partner or a parent or a sibling or a close friend, because you don't have this role anymore. You're not um, in this person's life anymore. And when you're an expat partner and you move abroad, you lo lose so many different roles and identities. You were so um, involved in everything at home and you have built up your infrastructure and your life and your circle of friends and you're part of a bigger family than just your smaller family. And then you move abroad and it's not all gone, but most of the roles that you had have changed. And then what? There's a void. You don't have this identity anymore. Um, and that's tough. And it's also part of embracing the pain of loss when you look at your old life because you will never get it back in this way. Even when you are determined that you will go back after your expert time and just slip right back into your old life and everything will be as if you never went away This will not happen because you will change and the people at home, the situations at home will change. That's normal. You will never get your old life exactly back um, as it was. But there's also 
an opportunity in developing this new self-identity. Because it's like a playground. You can choose now what you want to be. And that's scary, I know that. Um, but it's also so full of opportunity and possibility. And you can, really can just play with it and be with it. So what I want you to do is um, once you move through the pain and you really felt like, okay, you are now you're in your expat partner life and you accepted it and you are there, then look around and look at what other people offering you as roles. And then I want you to consciously decide if you take this role or not. Because it's, it's your life and you decide what you do with it. And you don't have to jump into every um, yeah, opportunity to just grab every role that somebody offers you just to be part of something. Like a, um, Especially in schools, they often offer you jobs that nobody else wants to do and you just jump in and do it just because you're happy to do it and to, to be needed somehow. But if you don't feel like you want to do it, then don't. It's your life and you create it. And the word create is so important for me because it's your life. You decide what happens with it. And maybe you can think about what you always wanted to do. How did you always want it to be? Um, what kind of life did you want to lead? How did you want people to look at you? Maybe you want to dress differently. Maybe you want to try new things that you never tried before. Um, yeah, maybe you even try a new job or... Um, yeah, you, your partnership might be different. Whatever it is, just let it come to you. Um, look at all the things that are coming up. Decide what you want and then create your own new identity. I, I love this process because that's the best part about it. You decide, even though if you sometimes don't feel like it, and do, that you more feel the loss and the scarcity, look at the abundance. Turn your focus there because the energy will follow um, the direction where your focus is. So focus on the good things, on all the opportunities that you have. And then more opportunities will come into your life because you are able to see them. So you are deciding what happens with your life and who you are and what you are. And this is, um, yeah, as I said, that's the best part. And this is what my coaching is about. And I just love this process of um, looking at my clients and seeing what they do while they're, um, yeah, um, creating their new life and seeing possibilities. It's just, that's the best part about my work. And I love the sparkle in their eyes when they when finally clicks and they find what they wanted to do. And they allow themselves to do it. So I wish you a lot of fun with this part of the grieving process. Because we're still in the grieving. <laughs> um, but this is so full of opportunity. So grab it and just run with it. I hope you do. Yeah, and the fifth need of mourning. Um, it's a little bit connected to um, the fourth one. Um, developing a new self-identity, uh, 
But the fifth one is called um, search for meaning. So when somebody dies, we often yeah, search for meaning in life. Why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? We're questioning a lot. We're questioning our life. And then we try to find a deeper meaning. And you can also do this in the expat partner um, process or in this time that you're spending abroad. Because what I want you to do here is um, to take a step back, to look at your whole life and to decide how does this time that I'm spending here, those two, three, four, five, how many years I'm spending here, how does this fit into my whole life? What happened before and what will happen after that? And when I'm old, what, when I look back on this time, what do I see? How did it shape me? How did it help me? How did it change me? And why is that good? So just, yeah, play with it. Um, keep it in the back of your mind. This is not something that you just sit down and do in one afternoon, but you can, it will, it's a longer process and it's all, always there. Um, but yeah, do it consciously. Just keep it in your mind that this is something, um, this has a meaning and you can also fill your life with meaning by doing something meaningful and um, finding your purpose and just doing things that you love and that yeah shape your life in a very good way so search for meaning but take your time yeah and um, now I want to tell you a story that um, I told Christina during um, our German interview and she coached me on it a little bit and gave me a change of perspective um, during the interview, which um, I'm still profiting from. from. And um, yeah, this is also um, connects to this search for meaning. Because in that moment, I didn't like the feeling at all when it happened. But now, sometime later, I, uh, I can see why this grief has to be in my life and why it's important. And I want you. Uh, I want to share the story with you, so you maybe, um, yeah, can also change your perspective a little bit. So, the day before I did the interview with Christina, my um, son, uh, my son's school, they were invited to join the cross country run of the international school here in the town we we are living in. And. Um, so he goes to a normal German public school and they were invited and um, yeah, I just went there to cheer him on and to cheer the other ones on. And I loved it because it was so international and was um, so many Americans there because um, we have the uh, American Air Base and um, Rammstein is nearby and they also came, the students from that um, international school over there, they came and the moms came and yeah, it was just so great that um, yeah, I was in this international group of women again and I just loved hearing the English and yeah, it was also the cross-country run, how it was organized was um, not very German but very American <laughs> in a way. So I enjoyed the day and then um, I had, um, the sun was shining, so I put on some sunscreen um, on my sun and it was uh, one that I always used 
when I brought him to daycare in the US and I had put it on there as well. So the smell also reminded me of um, our time in the US. And then we went back to the parking lot and I was all happy. And then um, there was this car. And while we lived in the US, I drove a Honda Odyssey. And this is a car you don't get in Germany. And yeah, I thought a lot about uh, taking it back, but I decided against it because it's just not, it's too big. And um, yeah, uh, I can't have it repaired here. So it's, yeah, it was just not not a good idea. But um, I loved the car because um, I enjoyed it so much. It was so connected to my time in the US. And then there was the exact same car. It was the same color. Um, yeah, it was just like my car. And yeah, the mom pulled out of the parking lot and drove away and I smelled the sunscreen and I still had the English in my ear um, from the other moms talking and I just um, yeah, went home and started crying and I called my husband and he comforted me because he he understood why I was crying over a car. I felt so stupid because I was it was just a car, but still I I just missed my life in the US. And I was then happy when the feeling was gone. Mm. And then I told Christine about it the next day, and she said, See, you only cried because something good happened. You enjoyed your life in the US. It was something so good and so valuable for you and your whole life. And then it's normal that when it comes up again and you remember it, that you cry. And that's okay, especially when all your senses are involved. It's um, even a deeper feeling. So every time you cry or you grieve, remember you only do it because it was something good. And that's true because my expat time changed me so much and it had such an impact on my life and I'm only here as a coach and um, running my own business and yeah, doing all the things that I love and this podcast and everything just because of this time in the US, my expert time. And it, I'm allowed to grieve that because it was good. So that was my change of perspective. Mm, and I don't feel guilty anymore that I cried over a car. Yeah, and I want to close with the sixth need of mourning. Um, and this is something that is connected to something that I'm doing right now and that I want to, I want to invite you to as well. So my, um, the last uh, need of mourning is securing the ongoing support of others. And um, this is crucial and very important because especially as an expat partner, when you miss your um, your old life and you especially during repatriation and you tell somebody that you live there normally people are not interested when you're back home they may be asked one time how did you like it where did you live and that's about it and you will catch yourself a lot saying the sentence but in the u.s or wherever you were and then nobody listens anymore and they don't want to hear it and they can't deal with your grief they, because they don't understand it. 
So it's important that you find others that um, understand your feelings. And really good for that is a group of other expats. And you might know when you live abroad that you're meeting with other expats, especially in the beginning. And But sometimes those meetings are hard. And uh, when I talked about it with Christina, she said, yeah, it's like those grieving groups. Um, it's important to have them because there people listen and you can, um, they understand your feelings and share them and you can cry and everything is fine. But at one point, it doesn't help you anymore. And then people are not coming anymore because it will just reopen the wound. And this ha also happens with expat partners that in the beginning you need it, you need to connect to them and, and, and share everything. Um, but at, at one point you grow out of it and that's okay. You don't have to stay in there forever. You can um, create your own life and with your new identity and just move out of it. That's fine. And if you want to stay with them, it's also fine. Um, as long as you have ongoing support from others. And this support for me is always positive. You always um, need people who just listen and to cheer you on and to help you to create your new identity and your new life and um, who also discuss the search for meaning with you. And this is what I want you to offer because I created the Expert Partner Circle and for now it's just a newsletter, but I have so many plans for this group. I want to connect the expat partners. I want to do webinars with them and I also have plans for a little project. And I will feed lots of resources into this group um, via newsletter and also maybe webinars. And um, yeah, all my, my thoughts and ideas, my coaching experience, my coaching exercises, they will go into this group. And what I hope is that... Um, the members of the expert partner circle will cheer each other on and they will listen and they will understand and they maybe they do projects together um projects that they have um found through their new identity and that they create the best life possible while living abroad and that they help each other through this time because they understand so if you want to join the expert partner circle i will put the link in the show notes But um, it's also on my website, www.dreamfinder-coaching.de slash expatpartnercircle. Or you can just go to the website and just um, look under expats and you will find it there too. And yeah, and I'm so happy if you um, join me and us there. And I'm looking forward to um, speaking with you, discussing with you. Um, yeah, helping you through this time and um, hearing all your stories. So um, yeah, come and join us. And um, yeah, this is really something very close to my heart that we do this together. Yeah, this was um, the thing about grief. And um, if you want to know all about the six needs of mourning because there are some more that I didn't discuss in detail because it would have been too long. Um, yeah, you can look at the video. I will link to it in the show notes or download the infographic as well. Yeah, and as always, if you have feedback for me or questions or if you want to tell me your story about grief and how you went through it and you have ideas, um, you can send me an email 
um, to podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm there and I'm listening to you and I'm happy to hear where you are in this world and who you are um, when you're listening to me. So I wish you a wonderful week and hear you next time. This was the Expert Partner Podcast with Julia Mida. Thank you for listening. If you want more information on how you can create your dream life, please visit my website. You will find it under www.dreamfinder-coaching.com. There you will find all information and links for this and other episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to connect with you there. If you have questions or feedback for me, or if you have any idea for a topic that I can cover for you in this podcast, please email me under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. I wish you a wonderful day and please enjoy your life.